Good morning, Faith Church. Can we just honor the Lord again this morning? Wow. I love that song we just sung, Cornerstone. I believe if you're new here at Faith Church, it's your first time. I think a statement we can make from this stage every week is our prayer is that the Savior's love would make the weak strong every day that we come to Faith Church. Come on, can we just honor the Lord again? Come on. Amen. So it's so good to see you this morning. I want to welcome those of you that's tuning in online and want to especially welcome those of you that are tuning in online from the beach. We prayed that you got sunburned yesterday on your 4th of July while we had to endure the rain in Jesus' name. We're not bitter. We want to be better. Y'all know what I'm saying? We're not bitter. Yeah. So uh, we're here this morning. Hey, listen, can I just get a couple of things out of the way? Someone asked me right off the bat. Hey, if I sit on the front row, are you giving out Benjamins? Let me just say, I will not be giving out money. <laughs> so uh, it's not because I don't want to. It's because I ain't got no money. And, uh, and so, man, it's good to be here. Uh, I am the student pastor here. I love my student ministry. Uh, I love Faith Church. I'm honored and grateful to be able to, uh, man, just bring the word of God this morning and, um, and stand before you. I said it like this in the first service. I'm not going to be near the communicator as Pastor Steve. And I'm not going to look near as good as Pastor Poe. Y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have a good time. So listen, turn to your left or right. Tell someone, hey, you can have fun in church. Come on, tell them, tell them, tell them. Now look at them again and say, I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it's going to be a, a great morning. Listen, uh, this is the fifth week of, uh, of Wise Guys. And uh, they brought me in to close the whole thing out. So hopefully I don't lose the game for us. But uh, man, I've enjoyed this series. Anybody enjoy this series all over the house? Anybody? Come on. You know, uh, I've enjoyed it so much, man. I've just been in the word of God more and uh, just listening to, man, the words of Solomon. You know, I'm trying to still fathom this, that, that like the God of the universe has a conversation with him and says, you can have anything you want, anything you want, Solomon, anything. What is it? And so it's kind of like the genie in the bottle wish there. And, and he's like, I want more wisdom. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's what. And it's kind of like, I, I'm still trying to fathom that. But I think, man, if, if that's what he asked for and God granted it to him, then he's probably got something that, that can apply to my life or something that can help me in my walk with Jesus. Amen. And so uh, I have loved this. My mom used to say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, but I think, man, a proverb today will keep the devil away. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. So. Uh, man, I, I want to kind of not really review the whole thing, but I, I found a verse just reading back through Proverbs this week. Uh, just a couple of things that I pulled out in Proverbs chapter two. I want you to read this with me. It says, my child, how many of you believe you're children of God this morning? Come on. He's got something to say. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Like don't just listen, but treasure them. Like hold on to them. If you got a treasure, you hold on to it. You put it in a safe. He says this, he says, Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Now, I'm convinced this morning that if we come into this place every Sunday, when we get into our quiet times with God, if we will worship God in our cars and we will concentrate on what God's trying to teach us, we'll be better off. Amen. So listen, it says, cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Don't be afraid to to yell out, cry out, say, God, I need your help. Search for them as you would for silver and seek them like hidden treasures. So we're not just sitting back and listening, but we're searching for them and we're seeking them and we're holding on to them and we're understanding correction. And then this is why, this is the whole reason right here. It says, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. How many of you want to know what it means to fear the Lord and understand? 
And then it says, and you will gain, you will gain knowledge of God. Like I think about the thing that I want most in my life. I want the knowledge of God. I want to know how to fear God more and walk in that every day. And I think this is, man, this is the whole point of the book of Proverbs. So listen, today uh, we're going to cover just a topic of receiving discipline and correction. Yes, I said receiving discipline and correction, not giving it. Because if it was all about giving, receiving and, and uh, correction, I'd be good at that. Anybody else? Come on, I'm good at handing out orders. I'm the daddy in my house. I'm the king of my cave. I'm, I, will, I know the discipline and correction thing. I'm the youth pastor, so I have to do that. But like my wife, she tells me all the time, she's like, Ryan, you enjoy disciplining our kids too much. I look at her and say, you don't enjoy it enough. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, you can't just talk to them. You can't be like, it's okay, we'll work through this. Like you gotta get their attention. You got to raise your voice in Jesus' name so you can correct them. So I'm good at the discipline and correcting. But this morning, I wonder, I wonder uh, what about when we're the students? Because like we're God's children and obviously he has something he wants to teach us. So man, we're good at being the teachers of discipline and correction. But when, what about when we're the students? What about when God through the work of the Holy Spirit is trying to discipline us in our lives? Well, that's not easy. What about when the God of this universe is trying to teach us something and we're listening to everything and everybody else but him? Well, that's not easy. But this morning, man, I believe with all my heart that God has something to say to us. I want you to ask yourself this question as I have asked myself this question. What is the best and most wise way to react towards the correction from the Lord? What is the best? We're not asking what's a way to react. We're not asking how can you react. We're saying what's the best way and the most wise, because that's what we're after in this series, is how to be wise, how to live wise. What's the best and most wise way to react from correction from the Lord? See, y'all remember the Staples commercials a couple years ago, the easy button? Boom, that was easy, right? Like if it was all about us doing the, the teaching, it was all about us doing the disciplining and us doing the correcting, that would be easy. But it's not about that. It's, it's about us learning. It's about us kind of developing and adapting and figuring out how to operate in God's universe. And I don't know about you, but I know that I need to learn more every day, right? So man, since I was a little guy, I've been learning and receiving correction and discipline. Uh, when I was about, I don't know, five is as far as I can remember back, I enrolled in uh, Lynn Mauser's School of Pain. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Like uh, my mom's theory was no pain, no gain. And she was trying to teach me, I call it lessons from uh, the school of hard knocks. But uh, so I've told you guys, I've got a lot of vivid memories of uh, either getting beat or God teaching me something or my, or my mom teaching me something. But uh, one of my most vivid memories happened in high school, my senior year. And since I'm the guy with the mic, I'll tell the story. Uh, and so it's a little something like this. We play, I play high school basketball. Uh, I know looking at me, you wouldn't think that. And uh, I was much better in my head than I really was on the court. Anybody else kind of suffer from that disability? But uh, so, man, I was playing basketball and like the school hired a head coach and uh, the school also hired an assistant coach. But I also had a bleacher coach. You know what I mean? My mom was up in the bleachers and she was a coach. Like she sat at the top. I think it was probably some scientific thing she figured out that like at the top, her voice was over everybody and it like rumbled the core in the room, you know. But uh, my mom, man, she would, she would, she never, she never played a day of basketball in her life. Let's just get that on the front end. Y'all need to know that. She's about this tall, maybe this tall, but, and, uh, and man, so she, 
she was coaching and, and there, would be day, there would be times in games where I would be wide open and she'd be like, shoot the ball. And I'd pass the ball off and then I'd go home and she'd get on to me. Well, my senior year, I'm 18. I got it figured out. I don't need you to teach me anymore about basketball. I'm, I'm arrived in my head. I'm all county, all area. I don't need you to tell me anything. You know what I'm saying? And so this moment came where it was a home game and my mom screamed at me too much one day. And so it was halftime. And I go in at halftime when the whole crowd is quiet and my mom yells. She feels like I'm, I'm gonna be strategic this morning. I'm gonna yell when everybody else is quiet so he'll hear me. So I'm going in at halftime, all my friends, cheerleaders, all this, you know, I'm embarrassed a little bit. She's like, shoot the ball. Well, I look up at her and I said, sit down and shut up. <laughs> Ooh, no. Listen, I went in at halftime, was, coach was talking. I didn't even hear what he was talking about. I was sweating, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I done messed up now. I, done, I, I went and done a Peter on my mom. I opened my mouth before I thought. So I come out after halftime, you know, you got your two minute referees are standing around. I'm looking for her. I'm like, she's in stealth mode. She's supposed to get me. And uh, I couldn't find her. Well, the, the um, siren, not the siren, but the buzzer or whatever you want to call it, but it, it buzzes. And uh, I'm throwing the ball in because that was my position. Well, the referee hands me the ball. How many of you know the referee hands you the ball? There's a, there's a timer that starts like this, right? He hands me the ball and all of a sudden my jersey from behind gets pulled as tight as it can be. I could not breathe. And, uh, and my mom says, let me tell you something. You embarrass me like this in public again, I will kill you. Y'all are laughing. It's a true story. And so, yeah, come on. Somebody's like, hey, give her a hand. And so, uh, so she's like, do you understand me? Well, I was trying, I couldn't breathe. I was trying to say, yes, ma'am. And I couldn't think of anything to say. The referee said, son, you better say yes, ma'am. So I, I threw the ball and I knew, man, it was, it was not going to be good when I got home. And listen, man, so, so I'm telling you that story. You're like, why you tell us this story? Listen, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse one, it says, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. And a mocker refused to listen to correction. A wise child accepts a parent's discipline. So really that's all my mom's trying to do is teach me something. She's trying to discipline me and help me understand, don't you ever tell me to shut up and don't you ever embarrass me in public because I'm your mom, I brought you into the world and I will take you out. That's, that's kind of her, that's her, that's that's her gospel. And so uh, a wise person would have accepted that. But y'all know me, and I was trying to one-up her. So round two happened at home that night, and she continued to get in my ear about this whole scenario. And again, I didn't learn my lesson, so I said, Mom, you ain't never played a, a, a day of basketball in your life. You don't understand anything. You don't go to practice. You don't know the plays. You don't know my role. Will you just shut up and leave me alone? Bap! Like, she, that was her theory. Hit first, ask questions later. And so... I'm on the ground, I'm bleeding a little bit, my pride's hurt, I'm 18. It was a difficult day. And if I would have just not tried to one-up her and listen and listen to her direction and her correction, I might have saved myself some pain. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. But listen, sometimes, how about we bring it down a little bit to make it a little more personal, not just my story, but you know, I'm a dad now and uh, I don't know if there are any dads in the house. Like uh, I'm a dad and I've got a, a five-year-old who, who knows it all already. I cannot wait for him to be a teenager because I'm sure he'll know it all and some. And uh, I got a little girl that she knows it all too, but she got me wrapped around her finger and it's kind of a different story when I discipline her. That's just the truth. Don't tell her, don't tell Dalton. But uh, so listen, man, I, 
I, I'm trying to figure this thing out of the discipline and correction. And in my house, we have the three count. And, uh, and it's, not, it's not a light three count. It's not a one, two, three. You know, it's like, if I have to raise my voice, there better be some movement. If I start counting, there better be somebody paying attention to what I'm saying. One of my, ooh, I can't stand this more than anything, is when I start counting, they just look at me like, huh, what's up? You know, like I start counting, I'm like, give me that. They don't move, I'm like, one? Oh, how you doing? You know, man, just kind of mocking me. Oh, I can't stand that. It, it aggravates me. But listen, I'm, I'm trying to figure this, this thing out. And if I start the three count, I need to see some movement. And if I get to three, there will be a physical manifestation of my disciplinary actions, if y'all know what I'm saying. And so, listen, sometimes learning and correcting and disciplining, it causes pain. And sometimes it's not easy. And sometimes it's difficult. And I just want everybody, man, I want everybody to know, you know, you say, well, why do you get so angry at them? Why do you get so frustrated? Because I'm their dad. And I don't like to be rejected. And I don't like to be pushed away. And I don't like when I'm trying to teach you for you to be listening or looking at your iPhone or looking at the TV. Y'all like, he sounds like he's a teenager. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. He's just like a teenager. But when I'm trying to speak, I don't want to be pushed away. And when I'm trying to correct you, it's for your good. And so, man, I think God's word has something to say to all of us today. And I think maybe without me even preaching this, I think you may understand where we're headed with this, but maybe a way to paraphrase Proverbs chapter 13, verse one is a wise son or daughter of their heavenly father. They accept their heavenly father's discipline and a crazy loco person refuses to listen to his correction. Someone that's crazy would refuse to listen to what God's trying to teach them. If it's a son or daughter, if you're in here today and you've given your life to Jesus, the Bible says that you're an heir to the throne of God. The Bible says that you're sons and daughters. And that gets my tractor cranked right there. But to think about this, man, that we have a heavenly father that he don't like to be rejected. We have a heavenly father when he's trying to teach us something. He don't want us to be too busy with our lives. We have a heavenly father that's trying to lead and guide us in the best for our life. And he's trying to get our attention. And so when I think about that, man, is the only difference between us and God and me and me being a dad and God is God gives me more chances than I give my kids. Amen. Anybody grateful this morning that the Bible says that he is rich and abounding and gracious in love? Anybody thankful for that? Like I'm, I'm grateful that God, listen, if he was counting to three, I'd get my card pulled every day. You know what I'm saying? Like I was trying to figure this out. I'm sorry if I'm talking too fast. It's what we youth pastors do. But, um, I was trying to figure out when I was in kindergarten, what's the deal with this pulling the card thing? Like I thought it was like an empty space on my teacher's wall where she's trying to like cover up like some blank wallpaper or whatever. And like, but she's got this Johnny Appleseed tree or we got the red light, green light, yellow light thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about, get my card pulled. I was trying to figure that out. And man, as I was just kind of studying this, I was like, wait a minute, she was trying to teach me to do what she says. She's trying to help me learn to follow what someone older than me is trying to teach me. But how many of you know we all struggle with that? Some of us struggle more than others at getting our cards pulled. But man, so listen, the key word for me was she was trying to teach. Here, if there's one thing I want you to get this morning, I want you to get this. It's gonna be on the screen. I want you to take this with you. It's also your fill in the blank. It's every day of our lives, every day of our lives, God wants to teach and correct us. Can somebody say amen to that? Come on, every day that you wake up, I promise you, God's not up there like, I don't have anything to teach you. He's not up there saying, I don't want to correct you today. Every day, if you are a child of God, he wants to teach and correct you. He wants to teach and correct you. 
He wants the best. How many of you believe that? God wants the best for us, even when it hurts, even when it's difficult. How many of you know it hurts sometimes? How many of you know, man, when, when God's disciplined us, it hurts. Listen, Proverbs chapter three, verse 11. It says, my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. So basically you get an image of, I have to use images, but you get an image of us just being like, reject that you know I don't need that or you can do the basketball thing and like I don't even know what I'm doing but you just like slam that out and throw the pack somebody's shot y'all know the basketball term when you throw when you throw the throw somebody's ball listen you reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you so don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you there's two things from these verses I want to pull out this morning is uh number one don't reject God when he's trying to correct you it's pretty simple right so like, oh, how, how do I do that? Well, when he's trying to teach and correct, listen, when he's trying to show you something, like open your eyes, don't, don't reject him. Don't be, don't be too busy. Don't, don't think you got it all figured out. Don't push him away. And you know, man, there's a couple practical ways that we do this. I don't know if you do, but I do this a lot. I, I reject God in my selfishness. Like uh, I, I'll kind of be like, hey God, I, I hear what you're saying and I know what you're trying to teach me. But when I get ready to like respond to you, I'll call on you. You know, I don't know if you've ever done that, but I'm like, hey, God, I got it figured out right now. I don't need your help. So in my selfishness and in my pride, sometimes, uh, man, I, I'll miss what God's trying to teach me. An example of that is, uh, man, learning to tithe and give to God. And you think, man, well, here he goes. Preacher going to talk about money. Listen, I was trying to learn at a young age about giving back to God. And I know God was trying to teach me something. I was kind of at this place where it was like, if I had a little more money in the bank, then I would, and I didn't want to play golf that weekend, then I would give to God. Or I, I would be at a place where I'd be like, man, if, if I go play, because uh, when I was in college, I was in this band uh, and played drums a little bit. If I got a little money extra over here, well, then that's when I give my money to God. God was trying to teach me, if you'll give to me generously, I'll give back to you generously. Y'all see what I'm trying to say? So sometimes God's trying to teach us things. And I don't know about you, but there's been days where that's been painful and it's hurt to learn that lesson. But I'm just, God's trying to teach us that if you'll sow generously, I will, you also reap generously and you will find me faithful. So one way, man, that we reject God is in our selfishness. Another way that we reject God is trusting in our own judgments rather than God. How many of you have ever done that? Like you just trust what, what you feel like is the right thing and you do what you feel like is right rather than what you know God's saying and what you know the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. And you just say, hey, when I'm, listen, I'm not being selfish. I'm just trusting in my ways better than you because surely there's no Bible verse that says that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It's, it's all about us. And so, man, I learned this through, uh, and I'm learning this, honestly, being transparent right now as Heather and I are getting ready to adopt from Peru. Uh, we've actually made our first installment. So please pray for us as we do this. This is something that's terrifying. It's scary. Uh, we don't have the money in the bank, but we know it's what God's telling us to do. And so I could say, man, in my own judgment, God, this don't make sense. In my own judgment, God, I feel like I'm, I'm asking for something that, that I don't have, but God's trying to teach me something that if you'll trust me and you'll, you'll be faithful to me, then, then you can always be faithful to me and you can always believe that I'll be faithful. Amen. Y'all know what I'm saying? And so sometimes, man, we get selfish. Sometimes we, we trust in our, own, in our own knowledge. And other times we trust what other people tell us. And that's the one I struggle with the most. Hey, if Pastor Steve tells me to do it, I, it's, it's surely okay. Or if my best friend who loves Jesus teach, tells me to do it, it's surely okay. If my boss, coworker, or whoever, maybe it's my coach, teenagers, if they say it's okay for me to do it, then I can do it. But listen, 
If, you, if we always listen and we receive correction and discipline from everywhere else besides God, we're going to make a mess of our life. You, you, can, you can write that down if you want to. But if we always take in things from everyone else, we'll make a mess of our lives. And uh, man, some people, they'll reject God and they'll push him away and they won't admit they're wrong and they'll never admit that they should have stopped at the gas station and got directions. Wives, don't be nudging your husbands. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Don't be calling anybody out this morning. But sometimes, man, we, we, will, we will justify ourselves and we'll fight for what we believe is right, but we really know deep down inside it's wrong. God's trying to teach us something, but we'll hold on to it and we'll resist it and we'll reject it until, man, until Jesus comes back. But God's trying to teach us something. Amen? So come on. Listen, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1. It says, I, I got this whole thing highlighted because I just said it was good. Y'all say good. Listen, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Now that this is the Bible, I didn't say that stupid word, but the Bible said it. You must love discipline. So like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. You're telling me I gotta love being put in my place. You're telling me I gotta love difficult seasons. You're telling me the Bible tells me to love when things are painful and hurtful and I can't get all the answers. You're telling me I'm supposed to love that, embrace that. That's what I'm telling you the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. And the Bible says it's crazy. It's crazy for us to hate to be corrected. Some, y'all know anybody that don't like to be corrected? Do you really like that person? Probably not. So man, think about our heavenly father, man. He's got this vantage point that we don't have and, and he's trying to help us. He wants the best for our life. He wants to guide us. The Bible says to lead us into the way of life and he's trying to teach us and correct us every day. And the Bible says that it's stupid to hate correction. It's stupid to hate correction. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that maybe the same thing this morning, I feel like preaching. Maybe it would say, maybe we could go and say it's stupid for a bunch of Christians to go to a church every Sunday, worship God, give their money to God, do small groups in their church, in their, in their homes, do small groups throughout the week, go back to church on Wednesdays. I think it's stupid for a bunch of Christians to do that. And all the Christians do is point out everybody else's flaws. And all the Christians do is point out where other people need to get things figured out in their life where, and try to teach other people this and discipline other people this way. I think that's stupid. I think God would call that crazy because if we're always pointing out everybody else's flaws, if we're always saying, this is what you need to do to correct this, this is how you need to do to get better, this is what you, but we never allow the Holy Spirit into our life to correct us and teach us, we're gonna have a problem. Amen, I'm gonna dunk a Nerf basketball. That's what we do back there in the gym. We're gonna have a problem with that. And we're going to make a mess of our life. And not only our lives, but just take it a step further. We'll make a mess of our kids' lives. And I tell the teenagers this every week. Listen, this is not just about you right now. This is about your life. This is about you getting it right now because you got kids one day and you'll have grandkids the next day. And what you install in them, they'll install in others. So it's important for us to understand. And it's important for us to kind of grab this this morning that God's trying to teach us something. He's trying to correct us. I mean, it's crazy for us to think that we have moms and dads in this room this morning that you all the time are pointing out what your kid's doing wrong. You're all the time pointing out and disciplining them and never, and never being disciplined or corrected yourself. It's crazy to think that we might have aunts and uncles in the building this morning, that all you do is point out what everybody else is struggling with, everybody else is going through, but you never allow yourself to be sharpened. That's crazy. We might have some grandparents that your whole life, even your kids, got, you got grandkids or great grandkids, your whole life you've been pointing out what people do wrong. And you've been correcting and disciplining, but you've never been corrected yourself. That's crazy. 
Man, I think God, I think God has something to say to us. Listen, I've, I, I had this in my notes and I kind of, um, man, I struggle to even go here with this, but as a student pastor, you know, I've been a youth pastor for 12 years. I didn't know much when I started, I was 18 and was serving God in college right when I got there. And uh, man, I've just tried to learn. And I feel like I said this the first service, the moment that I feel like I've arrived and I'm not learning anymore is the moment I hope God takes me out of ministry. I wanna learn every day. I want God to teach me something every day. But there's something that I can tell you right now, just this is for free parents. This is for free to anybody who will ever parent. If you wanna ruin your kid, all you gotta do is discipline them and correct them and not have a relationship with them. You want to ruin them faster than anything, push them away from you, is point out their flaws, point out what they struggle with, but never allow them to have a moment of transparency with you where you say, you know what, mom and daddy, they had to learn this the hard way. I remember when God was trying to teach me this lesson. I know it's difficult for you, but like we're, we're in this together. We're trying to learn this together. I'm telling you, if you want to ruin them, possibly ruin their kids, just correct them. Just discipline them and don't have a relationship with them. But come on, the same way is true with our relationship with God. If all we want in our relationship with God is the right to point out other people's flaws and the right to go around and say, hey, my brother, you need to change this, change that, do this, do that, and we never allow the Holy Spirit to work on us, we're going to have a problem. We're going to have a problem, and we're not going to be walking in what Jesus says is the life more abundant that he wants to give us. Amen? So, listen, I, I, I I came up with this. Teachers teach because they love to learn. How many of you know that? Teachers in the house, you teach because you love to learn. There was a time in your life where you love to learn. Maybe there's some, some college students or some teenagers in the house you want to teach. Well, you love to learn. Teachers teach, they love to learn. But the best teachers don't just learn, but they learn to teach others. They learn to teach others. So, so like the epitome of being a teacher is not that you're a great teacher, but that you're a great teacher and you teach other people to be great teachers. So what about for our relationship with God if we were not just teachers, but if we were students and we love to learn and we love what God's teaching us and we were able to come alongside people and say, hey man, listen, this is what God's teaching me. This is how God corrected me in a season of my life. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, it didn't make sense. And I didn't like it. And I still don't like it to this day, but God taught me something. Come on, that's, that's the kind of teachers I wanna be under. It's people that can teach other people. Uh, bring the notepad. I, I, I came with this, this quote here. I found this. It says, bring the notepad of life to class and learn something new every day. Learn something new every day. You know, Dalton and Addie, Dalton may not really like it when I have to spank him or I yell at him. I, I, don't, I don't want y'all to think that I go around spanking him all the time, but we do. We do have physical manifestation of discipline in my house. I'll make that clear. But they may not like me. Dalton may get in his room and cross his arms and pout do that number and that's okay. And Addie may not want me to come in and play Barbies with her after I discipline her. She probably don't even want me to step foot in her room. She does not like me after I have to get serious with her. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay because why? Because I know that if I don't teach them now, they're not gonna get it later. If I don't correct them now in their, when they're young, when they can understand it because they know right from wrong. Everybody in this room has the capacity to know right from wrong. But if we don't get it now, we won't get it later. And if we don't get it, there'll be other people not get it. So this is vitally important, man, to our relationship with God. Listen, some of you today, you're here, you came to church because someone asked you to come to church. And the truth is you're bitter and you're angry at God because he's trying to teach you a lesson. He's been up in front of class. He's trying to teach you. He's been trying to help you. He's been trying to discipline you. But you're bitter and you're angry because this season has been too difficult. This season has been too long. 
This type, this thing that you're going through, it, 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 it's carrying you, it's put too much on your shoulders and you're just really bitter at God. I just want you to know he's not, he's not teaching you and he's not trying to discipline you because he hates you. He's not putting you through that season or that difficulty because he can. He's doing it because he's trying to teach you something. And if you'll learn it, then you'll be able to teach others the same thing. You'll be able to teach others the same thing. So maybe the question today as we close is why? I mean, why? Why do we need to receive correction and discipline? Why is it important to, to be uh, malleable and moldable? Why is it important for us to, to know what God's best is for our life? Why is that important? I just feel like when we think about this, uh, man, I think about one of my least favorite things to do is to discipline my wife and my kids. Yes, I said that. I discipline my wife. She does have to sit in timeout, and sometimes I make her sit in the corner. You can ask her. No, I'm just kidding. One of my greatest fears, that was funny, all right? One of my greatest fears of being a dad was that moment where I'd have to spank my kids or that moment where I'd have to discipline them. Y'all know what I'm saying? Because I don't like it. Matter of fact, I would go so far to say I hate it. I don't like hurting my kids. I don't like seeing tears flow from their face because I'm the one that's causing this because I'm trying to correct them. I don't like it at all but I know that I have to do it. I know that I have to do it. I know that there's a greater goal here. There's a greater purpose. It's a serious thing in my house. It's a serious thing, whether it's, whether it's a small discipline or whether I'm starting to count to three, it's not a light matter. I don't, I don't count to three with a soft voice. I, when I start counting, eyes get big. If I get to two, tears start flowing. If I get to three, it's done. It's done got bad quick. Y'all know what I'm saying? It's not a light matter. I want you to see what God's word says in Hebrews chapter 12. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to help me with this right here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse five, it says, my child, come on. How many of you are children of God in the house this morning? It says, come on, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. So come on, when we are in our own lives, when we're disciplining and we're correcting, we don't take that light. I promise you this morning, your heavenly father don't take it light either. And I promise you that what God wants for our life is for us to lean in when he's trying to teach us, is for us to cry out, for us to concentrate on understanding, for us to embrace that moment in these difficult times because he's trying to teach us something. That's what God wants because he's trying, he's trying to discipline us and he doesn't want us to give up. I thought about this when I was reading this. I, I, I come up with something, man. It says, discipline, discipline. It's on the screen right here. Discipline is deciding between what you want now and what you want most. Come on, those of you that are exercise fanatics and you're all about healthy eating and you're good at what you do and we all envy you, right? Like, you're good at what you do because you're not fighting for the right the thing right now. Your goal and your mindset is not on the physical, uh, the physical satisfaction of right now, but you're saying, man, I want most in my life as a healthy lifestyle. So come on, I just wonder, maybe I'm the only one in the house this morning, but what I want most in my life is I wanna be a student of my heavenly father. I want to learn, I want to teach, and I don't just wanna learn and teach, but I wanna be able to teach others too. I wanna teach others how to learn. And I just think, man, in, in my walk with God, I don't wanna make light of this. I wanna take this serious and I don't want to give up. Like I, I think about this. 
Y'all try it with me for a minute. Like I think about this, like I played basketball. I mentioned that, right? My senior year, we, we, uh, we, we had a, te- a team that we stuck together all the way from our freshman to our senior year. A couple of us guys were all the same age. And uh, I had two teammates our senior year. They practiced with us for three years. They played the games for three years. They went to team camps for three years. They did three years of summer workouts. Our senior year, they get to their senior year mid-season. The coach is trying to teach him one thing in practice, one thing. And it wasn't, a, I mean, he was, he could have used some different words and a different body language. It wasn't a great, a great day, but like mid season, there was this moment where they just said, I'm throwing in the towel. I'm quitting. I'm giving up. I'm like, I'm not thinking, I'm like, dude, you have sacrificed so much to get to this. You've worked for year after year after year to get to this moment. How could you throw in the towel right now? That's an interesting question because there's some people in this room this morning, you're ready to throw in the towel. It's too tough. It's too difficult. This lesson has went too long and you're here this morning and you're ready to give up. It's just easier to give up. It's just easier to just throw in. It's easier just to not take in the discipline. I just want you to know the Bible says, the Bible says, don't give up. The Holy Spirit this morning is saying, don't give up. He's saying, you know why? You know why this season has been difficult? You know why this person in your, in your family is struggling like they're struggling? You know why that you're crying out to me and you don't feel like I'm answering? It's because I love you. And because I love you, I'm trying to teach you. And because I love you, I know what's best because I want what's best for your life. Amen. Come on, receive that. And I just feel like that there's some of us, man, that, that we're ready to give up. I just feel like the Holy Spirit today saying, man, I'm, I'm here. I love you. That's why you're in what you're in. I'm trying to teach you. If you'll let me teach you, you'll let me correct you. I promise you, it'll end up for your best. Listen, every time that I spank one of my kids or I have to go there, I kind of would like to have this five minute rule. Like I'll tell my wife sometimes, don't even go in there. Five minutes, give them five minutes. Y'all know what I'm saying? But you know, as a daddy, I can't make it two or three minutes. Like if I, gotta, if I gotta spank them, if I gotta get onto them, or they're crying, I can't make it. I can't hear it. I can't stand it. Because I know I hurt them and I know, yeah, I'm trying to teach them and yeah, I'm trying to correct them, but I know I cause pain. Can I just, can I just tell you this morning? Let's, maybe you just open your hands, receive this as we get ready just to respond to God. God trying to teach you and disciplining you, he can't stand to see you hurting. He can't stand to see you getting ready to give up. He can't stand to hear your cries and, and, and everything. But at the same time, he's not going to forsake that moment to teach you. He's not going to forsake that moment of disciplining so that he can correct you. Because he sees what we don't see. He has a different view than what we have. And he knows what's best for our life. So yeah, man, my least favorite thing is that moment. But you know something? Nothing that my kids could ever do would change my love for them. Can I just say this? Maybe somebody needs to hear this this morning. Nothing that you've done or nothing that you are doing could ever change the love that God has for his child. If you'll just be open, if you'll just be open to receive his teaching and his correction and his disciplining in your life. Come on, will you pray with me? Father, we're grateful, Lord, for your amazing love. God, we're grateful this morning that God in difficult moments of our life, in moments, God, where we sometimes feel like we can't go any further. God, we're, di- we're, we're thankful this morning that we just hear your still small voice say, I love you. 
I love you. I'm here for you. Lord, I pray, God, for all of us. I pray for myself that, God, as we leave this place, that we'll understand that, Lord, you discipline us and you correct us because you love us, because you know, and you, you know what's bigger and you know, God, you know what, uh, God, what you have on the other side. So, Lord, I just pray for all of us that we would trust you today, that, God, we would embrace God, that we would embrace the discipline in our own lives. God, that for for some of us, Lord, that we would be open to being taught again. That, Lord, we would not be closed-minded or closed off to hear your voice. But, Lord, that today, maybe today, God, we would just invite your voice back into our lives. So as I pray, I just wonder if there's anybody out there that maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what? God has been trying to teach me this lesson. I don't like what's going on in my life. And I don't like what's happened in these last few months, but I know there's a lesson in this and I've not been open to it. But today, man, just from the word of God and the Holy Spirit, I know I need to be open to it and I'm ready to receive it, but I need help receiving it. If that's you, will you just lift your hands to heaven? If that's you, come on, all over the house, all over the house. People just saying, I'm, I'm in a battle right now. I'm in a struggle. I don't like it. Hey, it might not even be your battle. It might be somebody else's and you're mad and bitter and angry. And you're just like, God, I don't get it. I don't get it, but I know what you're doing. I know why you're doing it. That's you. Come on, just lift your hands to heaven. I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna believe God this morning to give you insight. So Lord, I I just ask all over this room, God, where people need to hear your voice today, God, that you would speak precisely, God, that you would speak clearly to their situations. And Lord, today they would be open, uh, Lord, to continue forward, continue forward in what you're trying to teach them. That, God, they wouldn't be too caught up in them or too caught up in others or too caught up in what they know is right. But, Lord, they would be so overwhelmed, Lord, and be in awe and humble of your voice and your work in their life. Holy Spirit, I pray you would do only what you can do this morning to these hands that are lifted to you. In Jesus' name. Come on, maybe just a few more minutes. Maybe there's someone here. I feel like really strongly that there's someone here this morning. That's you. Uh, You're in this place where you're ready to give up. You're just ready. You're just tired of being in this season and you're ready to give up. You've almost thrown in the towel. Maybe you've even started throwing in the towel. Sometimes that doesn't happen overnight. It's a gradual process. But today the Holy Spirit is saying you need to be renewed. You need to know that this season you're in is so I can teach you, so I can love you, so I can guide you because I'm trying to show you my faithfulness. I wonder if there'd be anybody so bold today just to admit to God with every head bowed and eye closed, Lord, I need to be renewed today. I'm not ready to give up. I thought I was. I thought I was and sitting here right now, I'm still not 100% convinced I'm ready. But Lord, I, I trust you. I trust you and I know you love me. Anybody, just lift your hands to heaven. I see you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Amen, I wanna pray for you. Every Christian, man, I want you to pray. We got some people in the house that need to be renewed. Amen, thank you, brother. I see you, man. Listen, we got some people that need to be renewed. So every Christian, I believe that we'll agree together. God will renew them in Jesus' name today. So Lord, we ask right now for the help of the Holy Spirit that God, where people are here this morning and they're hurting and they're struggling and God, this battle and this season has been too much. Lord, we know that you're bigger than it. God, we know that your plans are greater than than those plans. And Lord, so I ask you today that God, where you need to touch lives and people need to be restored and renewed and reminded God that you love them and reminded God that they can do it with your help, that God, you would come in and you would do that. And Lord, we would all honor you, God, through that. And we would give you praise. So Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, for being faithful. Thank you for being gracious and loving. 
in all things. Lord, we love you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, can everybody say amen? Come on, can we just honor the Lord?